guys, what's going on? This is Jeremy. And this is Corey. And this is the Cultivate and Keep podcast, where we talk about what it means to be a man as a Christian. And uh, today we're going to talk about community. But before we get into that, my uh, good friend Corey has uh, some good news. Dude, nailed that intro. Pretty good, huh? I like it. Proud of myself. Yeah, there you got it. Um, big shout out to, okay, exciting news. This is, I didn't think that we were going to reach this milestone so early on. But we got to 1 million down. Da- I'm just kidding. Um, no, it's actually a very insignificant. Corey, that was pretty good because normally, hold on, I'm like the humorous one and you're yeah, like yeah. the, you know, detailed. I'm stepping it up. That was impressive. Like, yeah, dude, yeah. I, I like feel that. like, I feel motivation now to, you know. Well, now you have a challenge. Yeah, I got a challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh, it's good. not, it's right, not cool. just you. Okay, but uh, anyways, back to the back to the milestone. So the big announcement is we wanted to give a big thanks and shout out to our man, Dan Dealing. Woo! Nice. Dan is our very first Patreon supporter. Patreon. Patreon. Champion. <laughs> he is, right now, he is the sole Cultivate and Keep patron. <laughs> he is the one and only. But hey, he's small, also our Small first. beginnings, Corey. Small beginnings. Yeah. But even though, I mean, he's still, so he's a VIP member. He's big time. Which means that he is the top tier supporter so he's big time. So why don't you explain um, what Patreon is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so most probably don't know, know what that is. Yeah, so Patreon is a platform for creators like us to be able to uh, better support um, ourselves through the content that we create. So it was originally made for like musicians and artists and other people. And it's based on the idea of back in the day, like way back in the day, um, Kings had uh, patrons. And so basically they would pay for like someone li- like they would pay for an artist to create art. And then because they were so rich, they were like, oh, yeah, you can have, you know, I'll, I'll just pay for you to create art and then I'll hang it up in my wall mm-hmm. in my huge castle, whatever. Um, so taking a similar idea where you kind of crowdsource the funding and the uh, oh yeah, it's probably turn off the air conditioning. <laughs> you crowdsource um, the funding for creators that you like so you can support them better. That was a uh, much more in-depth answer than I expected. That was so was long-winded. Good, yeah, was that like, was oh, so good, unnecessary. Goodness, another history lesson. Yeah, please don't. Another <laughs> 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 history lesson. Anyway, so um, roasting me today. I know. So uh, Dan, Dan Dealing, <clears throat> shout out to Dan. Shout out to Dan. Um, sorry, Corey, still in your thunder. Dang it. Um, this is fun, dude. We're just having a good time. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's the first supporter. Yeah. So thank you, Dan. We appreciate you. And um, we made a special page just for him. Right now, he's the only... Out w- did you know that? I did not know that. Okay, so there's a special page. When you become a VIP... Um, on the website. Member. Yeah, on the website. So there's three tiers. Uh, that there's the first tier, which is like a high five. The second mm-hmm. tier is you support, you get extra episodes. The third tier is VIP member, which means you get everything in the other tiers, plus your name on the official Cultivate and Keep wow. Hall of Fame page. Big time. Big time. And he's the only one on there. So he is... The first inductee to the Hall yeah. of Fame. All right, so it's a big deal. Yeah. So, uh, how if someone wants to check us out and give, how yeah. how would they do it? Okay, so it's very easy. If you want to see Dan's name on the Hall of Fame page, all you have to do is go to cultivateandkeep.com/hof, and that'll take you to the Hall of Fame page. And then, if you want to check out our Patreon and some ways to get more involved and support us and even get extra bonus episodes, mm-hmm. you can go to cultivateandkeep.com/support. Hmm. Cool. Easy as that. Yeah. Well, sweet. Well, thanks again, Dan. We appreciate it. Thanks, Dan. Um, 
You he's guys, gonna be on the podcast soon. Yeah, he will. Yeah, and he's just gonna drop a bomb yeah, on everyone. He's, he's gonna be good. A Jesus bomb. <laughs> so, um, anyway, guys, go check that out. Uh, take a look if you feel compelled to support this ministry. We would be very thankful. Um, but yeah, shall we get into it? Let's get into it. Cool. Let's start it. So, um, so our church, uh, Foothills Christian Church, has been going through a three-week series talking. Shout out. <laughs> Talking about community and um, great topics, so we figured, yeah. you know, it's fresh in our minds, and we just obviously went through it. So, why don't we, um, for an episode, kind of go through the f- the three um, points that they they talked on? So that's kind of what we're going to be doing today. Yeah. So they so it was a three week series, mm-hmm. three <coughs> different speakers, three different sort of topics yes. on the idea of real community. I have to give it to them. They I think they did a really fantastic job, and the mm-hmm. content was. Real outstanding. So, I, I mean, I thought that we would, it was worthwhile enough to be able for us to talk about mm-hmm. it and kind of regurgitate some of their thoughts because it was so good. that. Yeah. I want to yeah. say a few things before we jump into it. Um, Go for it. So, like, the idea of community and, like, that, just that word, like, that, we hear that a lot, especially, you know, yeah. if, if you're involved in a church and in, like, a small group type of gathering, like, you hear the word community a lot. And so, for me, <clears throat> didn't think much of it, um, kind of my whole life, just, you know, another good christianese term it's and one of those words that you just sort of like it loses its meaning kind of write you it off so much. You hear it. Yeah. yeah and so i kind of felt that way until um, a couple years ago kind of going through like a low point in life where i needed a community and i needed friends and i started to really love like this idea and i wanted to learn more about it and not only because like i at that time like i needed people in my life but just like that i, I wanted to study it in the bible kind of like learn like what uh, does the Bible talk about when it mm. comes to friend, friendship and community? And um, so I wanted to learn, like, so I could, for myself, have a strong community, but also so I could, like, give back and be a part of a community and to help people and, to, you know, be a good friend, basically. Yeah. So um, that being said, like, this topic excites me. And I think you shared that similar. Yeah. Um, I don't think I don't think I would be a Christian without the idea of community, because even when I wasn't a Christian, I got plugged into the community which was like, you know, the high school foothills ministry mm-hmm. and then ultimately the small group, which is kind of what the whole series was based on. But I don't think that I would be a Christian or continue or have continued to be a Christian without that community. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because before, I mean, there's a lot of Christians out there who like aren't that involved in a church or a, you know, quote community. Um, and maybe they kind of write it off as like a, extraneous like a an optional kind of thing like mm-hmm. it's a bonus but they don't need it necessarily and i don't think that's true and i think that the this this series kind of proves that yeah um, i had a question i want to ask you just kind of thought of this yeah uh, when you th- hear the word community like what comes to your mind what do you think of uh visually i mean i i sort of think like a tribal village is like the first instinctual lame <laughs> just kidding Th- that's, that's what, what I like, would think of too. I yeah, can't believe you just made a farting noise on the out. podcast. Yeah, it just shout it, out to a <laughs> shout out to who? I don't know. <laughs> the farting noise. No, but <sighs> the first thing that comes to my mind is just like a really tight knit group of people is really what it, it is for me. Um. So if you're listening, and I guess core too. Um. So when you <laughs> hear the word uh, community, I want you to think of if you've seen the TV show Friends. Think of that show. Mm. Um, yeah. I think like comparing it to that is like, 
it takes away the like Christianese like just want to write it off like feel to the word. Yeah. Um, if you've seen the TV show Friends, um, shout out, great show. Um, <laughs> Not <laughs> condoning all of its yeah, no, there representative are, values. Yeah, there are some. And yeah. But my point is like that is a uh, group of close knit people. You yeah. Know? It's like six friends that go through life and. In fact, they're impossibly close. Yeah. Divorced, it's super weird. Close. Dated. Yeah. yeah like again, we don't like we can't very vouch too much. Yeah. But um, just the idea of like a close group of friends, like that is what we're talking about. That's community. It's yeah. not some weird term, but it's simply just close friends that you do life with, you know? Yeah, right. It, it's like, I think it's important to kind of uh, like get rid of the ambiguity of it. Like we don't mean sort of like this socialistic society where we all are together and sing Kumbaya. It really is just you have a group of close knit friends that you can trust on, depend on, you can get advice from ups and downs together. Ups and downs, yeah. yeah. Do or die. Like you just you have them no matter what. Yeah, and we'll we'll talk about this, but there's kind of like two forms of community. There is like the corporate level. So think of like a church, like a you know you're involved in something like bigger than you. Um, and then like we're talking about right now, there's like the more you know down and dirty, like personal, like smaller group level of community. Um, and I think both forms that to some extent. Um, like both both forms of community are natural i think just for us like we Mm -hmm. especially like with technology just kind of everything about us like it's more and more like not easy to be involved in a community whether it's like a big corporate group or a smaller group like we just naturally i think um tend to flock to ourselves and really kind of pull away from the group well we're so busy you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like that's the first thing that comes to my mind is the biggest thing that prevents community from me is just other things like other distractions other people other obligations um like you know one of the big like uh, i'm sure it's not just me but a lot of other people is a huge obstacle to getting community is just waking up in time for church Mm -hmm. you know what i mean or it's after work devoting the time to instead of going home and watching tv and flipping through instagram driving somewhere else going to someone's house spending time at church in a you know devotional whatever it is um but yeah there's a, yeah i mean there's like the it, the practical side of it um <clears throat> like that I've just, it's simply just inconvenient um there's also the side of it that community for the most part it's not easy like we talked about like with the f- comparing it to the tv show friends um like the ups and downs of community it's not all kumbaya great like yeah you know there is there there's hard times and conflict and it's vulnerable and like that's important but i mean that is a part of community and that's and that's part of what community is is that there are some challenges and i would even go as far to say that if if the people around you aren't challenging you and if there aren't people that are kind of grinding your gears that you uh, are uncomfortable with then maybe you don't have community because Mm -hmm. maybe you don't have people who have a place in your life that are that have the authority and the place to speak to you in a way that is uncomfortable or challenging i agree um and lastly before we jump into the points uh just want to say like there are a lot of benefits to community i you know i think we're kind of focusing on like the it can be hard, but there's a lot of good like with community and we, we all know that, but I think just remembering like there is like countless things we can name off of like what good has come from our community, our community of friends, you know? So yeah, totally. Um, well I think we should jump into it. Yeah. So, um, I guess I'll just kind of start. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, so 
like, like we said, um, we, our church did a three-week series on community. And uh, so real quick, the three main uh, ideas of community that, that they touched on. Uh, the first one was uh, benefits to community. The second one was um, barriers to community. And the last one was building blocks to community. Yeah. Um, so we'll start, start with the first one. It was uh, Neil Hoffman that shared it. And he talked about barriers to community. Benefits. Oh, sorry. Benefits to yeah. community. <laughs> yes. Number two was barriers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Th- I think the benefits were really important. Um, and actually, I'm going to read this first because this is sort of the, the cornerstone of it. But it's Mark 2. And I think I'll actually just paraphrase it. But essentially, <laughs> reading verses is hard, especially when you're being recorded. Um, <laughs> there are some words that and phrases in the Bible that are especially hard to say. Uh, but, I mean, essentially... Um, Jesus is going through. He's in the city called Capernaum. Um, a lot of people were around. They, they gathered around him. At this point, he's, well, it's Mark 2, but he's already a big deal. So he goes into a city. Everyone knows. Everyone's talking about it. And um, so he's in this room, and he's not even near the door. And he was basically preaching the gospel to him. He was speaking the word of God and, and prophesying over them. And uh, and this these four men come, and they bring with them this other paralytic man. So he's completely paralyzed without his, you know, without their help, he could not get there at all. Um, so they're trying to get in, they're trying to bring this guy to Jesus to be healed, but they can't get through the door because there's so many people outside. Mm-hmm. There's a huge crowd. So what do they do? I think this is amazing because, uh, well, actually I'll, I'll save it for afterwards, but um, it says being unable to get to him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him and when they had dug in an opening, they laid down the pallet in which the paralytic was lying. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said to the paralytic, um, son, your sins are forgiven. Somehow in this verse, when we copy and paste <laughs> it, hashtag lit got in there. I don't really know how. But it wasn't anyways, me. I promise. I promise. I don't know. I still have suspicions. But um, but what's incredible to me is that like just the length that they were that they were willing and able to go for their friend. I don't know if they were like, it was a friend or family member or brother, cousin, whatever it was. But I think so easy. It's, it's especially for community and building community and for your community. It's sometimes it's just too hard. Like there's, it's just too easy to make an excuse. Oh, well, you know, I was at work late or, Oh, I haven't had time or, or I have to, I have to prepare for this thing tomorrow or if you're trying to help someone else, it's, oh, well, they can't meet when I'm available. Or mm-hmm. um, if they really need me, they would reach out to me. Um, but I think that what this story really highlights is that, one, we need each other, mm-hmm. whether you're the one that's giving the help or the one that's in need of help. But also, two, like, you need to go the distance and you need to, like, do whatever it takes for your community. Yeah, I mean, it works both ways. Like we said earlier, like you think of community like to benefit you and to help you, but also it means you, you know, you give a little as well. Um, it's, it's kind of reminded me. So uh, about a week ago, um, it was like Sunday afternoon. I saw a friend of mine posted on Facebook that uh, he had to be out of his apartment by like oh, yeah. 7 a.m. Monday. And um, he, I guess he works overnight. And so he was going to start at like 7 a.m. Monday and then whatever. And so... Uh, for me, I work the weekends and I work late nights. And so anyway, I saw this post and I felt like compelled to help him. And so I like texted him and said, yeah, I'll help. And like, sure enough, he said, oh, dude, I was going to text you. Like I could use your help. And I was like, mixed emotion, like, oh, 
dang it. Like, <laughs> I got to go, but at the same time, I feel like, no, I need to do this. And so, yeah. and it was after, you know, working a long weekend and being tired, but I kind of committed, like, okay, I'm, I'm going to help him. Um, and it was like a weird, and in my heart, I felt at peace. Okay, I, got, I feel good about this. And um, long story short, he actually ended up canceling, like, last minute. So I didn't end up going. But mm. it was just still the idea of, like, that's kind of how community works. Like, you have a friend in need, you help them, you know, and then... There, w- there will be a time when, like, when you, you need someone and it comes full circle, you know? Yeah. One of the things that really stuck with me was in looking at your life, who are those four people who would bring you to Jesus if you were paralyzed? Four, you were in my four, dude. Oh, dude, you're in my four for sure. Heck yeah. I don't know if you'd have the strength to, to bring me. I might, you know, wow. you might need to sub someone in. That's rough. Know? I'm a big guy. That's true. You are a big guy. Yeah. No, I don't I mean, you got heart. You. I don't want to carry you, dude. <laughs> I got a big heart. I do. Um, but really, I mean, if you look at your life, the question really is, do you have, um, I mean, even one person in your life who could bring you to Jesus? Mm -hmm. Um, and it also brings into the next point, which I love that Neil said, he says, um, he contrasts, uh, crowd versus community. And I think for a lot of us, like we might be disillusioned a little bit by our community. Like we might think that we have community because we have friends that we hang out with or we have people that we know, we have coworkers, we have yeah. family, but really in times of need, are they there for you? Hmm. And you might have friends who are there for you when you want to have fun or when you need a place to stay, but are they there for you when you're struggling spiritually? Are yeah. they there for you when you physically can't, can't get something done? Are they there for you financially? You know what I mean? And community is there no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, I think that kind of raises two questions. Like, so if you don't have community, like how do you create that in your life? And then like, yeah. I think most of us to some extent, like, so I think what you just said, like we have groups and we have friends and we have people that we interact with, but how deep does that go? Does it really connect on like the level of right. like deep community? And I think we all can foster that and like improve that in our lives. And so the question is like, how do we do that? Like, what can we do to improve that and to um, build that in our life? Yeah, and it, and also, I mean, this is part of the bummer part, but I don't want to like just bash on social media all the time. But it's easy to think that you have community because you have a certain number of followers, or because you have a certain number of likes or comments on your photos or whatever it is. Um, but in reality, maybe you haven't seen those people, those friends, for weeks or months. And I'm sorry, but that's the crowd, you know what I mean? And that's not the community. The community isn't just there to like your pictures <laughs> or watch your stories. The community is there for you in person when you need it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, did you want to go into like, how do you actually build it? And and like, what do you do if you don't have community? Yeah, I mean, I'll see why not. We don't have to spend do too much time on it. But I, yeah. I did want to say, I think we may touch this earlier, but an, impo- an important like point that came up in this series was, building community before there's a time when you need community. And I think, I think that principle in general, like we as people struggle with the idea of like doing the work before we have to do the work, you know, that could be applied across so many different things, you know, but this is a great example of, um, I I don't know. I think this is one of those topics to where like it hits you hard. Like if you don't have good friends in your life and you go through a pretty tragic, you know, downfall, whatever it is, which we all do. And Matt, the question is what, you know, when, like that sucks and that's that's really not not a good thing and so mm-hmm. and, I, and that can, i i don't know like i don't think i've really been there of i've been in times of like having hard seasons and like feeling the need for community and thankfully i felt like i i had that support but i've never experienced like 
going through a low time and not having anyone. But I feel like that would hit right. really hard and be like a not an easy an easy time, you know? Yeah, for sure. You know what I also thought about was, um, I think especially for men, men are much more independent than women. And it's a lot easier for men especially to ignore this side of community because, uh, you know, we just want to get into our work and we want to focus and we're very like kind of cut and dry when it comes to like, I have time for this. I have time for that. I need to put food on the table. I need to spend time with this person or that person. Um, and it also comes back to sort of the, the fallacy and the myth Mm -hmm. of being self-made. Um, I think every man wants to say that he was self-made kind of the rags to riches. Well, you know, I came from nothing. I put myself through college. I put in, I worked the 12 hour days every day. Mm -hmm. Um, but in, in reality, we're not self-made. None of us are. We all have people that we depend on or that we, um, or that people gave their time or expertise to us in some way or that helped us when we needed it and pulled in those favors. Um, but we just have to get past that. Like We literally cannot do it on our own and we, we need community. Yeah. Without community, we would not be who we are mm, or who we're supposed to be. Yeah. Um, so I, I jotted down a few points of uh, what can we do to build this in our lives. Yeah. Um, the first one I put down was um, having shared experiences with people. I mm. think that um, that's important. You know, find so f- look around your life, find people in your life, and what are the things that you do? Like what what can you partner with someone? Right. Like, you know, me and Corey doing this together. Right. This this project of cultivating keep. Hopefully, this will cultivate. Um, you know, more better friendship and, you know, more community between, between us two. Right. But the idea of having a shared experience with someone, um, what for you, like, what could that be? Um, I think it's also yeah. important to find like one that's going to be natural. Um, cause you could pick something super like obscure and crazy that it's going to be really hard for you to partner with someone. So think of yeah. like a, an experience or like a project that can be natural for you to do. Yeah. I think too, like, and I don't know where this is from, but I always remembered that, uh, like women like to be face to face and they want to kind of connect emotionally mm-hmm. and they love kind of just like being in each other's head and like reflecting off one another. Mm-hmm. But men like to do things side to s- side by side and they like to do other things. Like it's not necessarily about doing something with or doing something. I don't know. It's about doing something with another man that makes men feel connected to that yeah. person. So like, Hey, let's go fishing or let's go play football or let's go, you know, to uh, a, ba- a basketball game. Let's mm-hmm. go sit and have a drink. Whereas women are much more comfortable. Like let's just sit and talk and get to know it and look each other in the <laughs> eyes. Men definitely Crazy, aren't like right? that. Yeah. But like you said, a key to building community is just to do stuff together because mm-hmm. that's how we naturally work. Yeah, I agree. Um, I also wrote down uh, sacrifice, like being willing to uh, do hard things um, for people and with people. Um, also put down uh, in, like investing, so in <clears throat> like investing just time and kind of understanding like part of building community, it's going to be good, it's going to be fun like long term, but it can be work and it, you know, at times cannot be fun. So being able to sacrifice for that and then just being willing to invest for, you know, kind of the fruit, what's what's to come after that. Hmm. Yeah. And Neil said in his message, uh you know, you have to, before you can start receiving from the community, you have to start giving. And I think that's important because if we're trying to build community, it's easy to say like, oh, well, I tried, you know, I reached out to this person or that person to hang out and they weren't available at that time. So they must not want to be my friend or like build community. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, yeah, but also like 
have you asked them what they need help with or what they want to do or have you been on their time like you really do have to give and put yourself out there before you can start receiving and seeing the benefits of that yeah no i agree um this was a, a point i wanted to throw in there at some point i'm not sure how well it fits here but uh, i'm gonna put it in because i'm yeah. not sure when else i can well, it fits let's make it i fit. can i can get in there um but I, I've talked about this in another episode in the past, but um, there's a pastor uh, called, or called, <laughs> named uh, Judah Smith, and he talks about this idea of, of having friendship with Jesus and being a friend of God. Oh, yeah. And he, um, he actually does like a six-part series on it, and he really kind of goes into it, and he spends most of his time, I think it was Third John, um, but he spends most of his time kind of going through that book and kind of talking about it. And if you haven't read, you know, first through third John, you should really short uh, chapters. Um, but kind of the idea of, of that, of those books um, is just the idea of simply like love and like loving others. Well, that's kind of a big idea. And I, the idea of community, honestly, is like a big part of that, of those uh, books. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing he says, um, uh, so let's see here. He, okay, so he says, you only know God to the level that you love like God. Oh, yeah. And then he says, this is not a test of faith, but it's a test of genuine friendship. And uh, I think that's really cool. I think the idea of, like, it's true. Like, you only know God to the level that you love like God. And this, the same ways that you love others is how you love God and know God. And that's a cool idea. And it's also challenging, super challenging. And I like how it says, is not, this is not like testing your faith, but this is testing your friendship. Hmm. And it's important. It's an important thing to remember. Like being a friend of God and kind of doing life with God, um, it means like you, you love well and you so you sacrifice, you invest, and you know you put work into it basically. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. I, I don't, again, I don't remember where it's from, but I always remembered someone saying, it didn't, sense, it didn't make sense to me what it meant to be a Christian until I started serving others. Hmm. And I think that's true because it brings out sort of like the Holy spirit in you and, and the way that he works through you is by serving, by working to others. And if you're not in a community and you're not giving to someone else or you're not cultivating a friendship with someone else, then really that kind of that gift from the Holy spirit and from God just lays dormant and it just goes unused. And it, in the same way as a reflection of a relationship with God and that God, we have sort of like the vertical relationship and then we also have the horizontal relationship and our relationship with God gets poured out into others as well. And, um, and if we're not loving others, then mm-hmm. like you said, what is How does the quote go again? One more time. He says, um, you, you only know God to the level that you love like God. Mm, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I think that just sums yeah. it up perfectly. Yeah. So shout out to uh, Judah Smith. Shout out. <laughs> go uh, listen to that. I'm really that, sad that I started that. That series. Um, again, uh, it's called, I think the series is called, uh, friend of Jesus. Yeah. Um, well, let's go to the next, the next, uh, week. So the first one was, um, the benefits of community. Yeah. And, so and really quickly. So uh, I think we kind of skipped over it. We might've even talked more about the barriers. My fault. <laughs> yeah. We <kinda> did <laughs> But, um, but the four were community means that we are no longer alone. Community means nothing is too big. Community take, uh, makes us more effective and community brings to brings the, out the faith of others. I think I misspelled that there, but yeah. um, well, I think you made a good point. I think we did focus a little bit more on like the barrier. So let's, I, I draw it down like a few just kind of positive takeaways for, uh, of community. Yeah. Um, this wasn't a part of, of um, Neil's message about kind of my own thoughts, but I'll share them. Um, <clears throat> so a few things that I put that I think are important in like my friendships, um, accountability, encouragement, unity, fun, um, refreshment, um, the Holy spirit, a boost of perseverance, 
um, someone to pick you up when you're low and just life-giving. And I want to point out, too, that I highlighted uh, was the Holy Spirit and life-giving. This might sound like weird benefits of, of a community and friendship. Mm. Um, when I say the Holy Spirit, I mean, like, we should have friendships and we should be having conversations with our with our friends where, like, the Holy Spirit is like, moving and active and, and, and involved. And what I mean by that is, like, I should, of course, I should know Corey well enough to know, like, when he's low, when he needs encouragement, when he's mm. hurting, and I can you know, with the discernment of the Holy Spirit, you know, minister to Corey in ways to help him, right? And, like, vice versa for me. Um, now, it doesn't have to be, like, a weird, like, let me pray for you, brother, but just, like, <laughs> just subtle things, right? Like, right. Um, you know, uh, yeah, subtle things, right? Just simply, like, loving like loving a friend well and, and allowing the Holy Spirit to be a part of that. Um, and then when I say life-giving, I mean, our friendships and community should be good. Like, it should be fun, and it should, like, boost us and be encouraging and yeah. kind of be, like, a life-giver, you know? Yeah, for sure. I think one of the other main benefits of community is that it forces you to grow. And I think about in, in my times and sort of like the the growth spurts, if you will. Um, it's when we hung out a lot, huh? What? No. <laughs> like, Not no. with you. You're like, no. <laughs> uh, those were, yeah, never mind. Um, but it forces you to grow because community forces you to serve others maybe in that you would have, that you wouldn't have before, but also forces you to do things you wouldn't have. So community was the reason that I was forced to start leading worship or community was the reason that I got involved in homeless ministry Mm -hmm. or community was the reason that I made other friendships and that I was edifying to someone else's life. And, um, but it, it challenges you because again, the natural state for us is to be alone, to be kind of self-made, to rely on ourselves, to, to live independently, to not feel like we have to be vulnerable to someone else. And so the godly state is the opposite of that and that you have to force yourself to be vulnerable to other people, mm-hmm. to give to other people, to challenge yourself, to be uncomfortable. Um, you know, the Lord's going to work through you and that's ask good, you to do things like, Hey, go, like you said, go pray for that person or Hey, you should encourage someone in that way. Or, or when someone's like, Hey, you know, I'm going through this thing. Can you pray for me? And you're like, I don't know what to say. Then the Lord gives you the words to say to pray for that person mm-hmm. and you grow, even though it's uncomfortable. Um, community is kind of the catalyst to you growing your relationship with Jesus in a lot of way. I think it's funny. You put that as like a benefit. I think most people would look as like the push to grow as um, like a barrier mm. and look at it as hmm, like, this is Interesting. Like, a, like a heart, right? I mean, think about it. Like, yeah. Cause true. it starts with a push. Like it's great that you grew, but you had to first feel uncomfortable and, you know, first feel a little like, you know, a little bit of a push. And so, yeah, that's funny, but um, not funny, but interesting. Right. But it's important just to have like that optimistic viewpoint. Oh, like you I could fully agree. You yeah. could see it as one of the barriers of community is I need to learn to love others, even if I don't want to, or it could be the benefit of community is that I get the opportunity mm-hmm. to love others when I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so next, um, you're going to move on. Let's do it. Um, so Mike Van Meter was uh, the Mike. <laughs> was the second um, person who spoke, and he talked about barriers to community. Um, and he had four, and the first one he said was, "I don't, n- I don't mm. need community." Um, so, but I should take out the word barriers. I think he said four attitudes that we have about oh, community. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think he did. The first attitude was, "I don't need community. I don't, I don't need it in my life." And that that's definitely a relevant topic. I think that. Um, like for myself, I, <clears throat> I often find myself like kind of being, being trapped, getting stuck in that trap, especially when I get busy, I think. And you talked about this, but, mm-hmm. um, 
that is when I'm most prone to believe that that attitude or that lie is when I'm busy and when things are I'm tired a lot going on like it's yeah. easy to skip um to skip things right and so I actually I go to Mike's home group um just started going not too long ago and um <laughs> kind of funny I missed I think like three weeks in a row and like a lot was going on and there there were reasons but no excuses right <laughs> okay <laughs> o- honestly like if I'm being real they were like I got okay. whatever I was whatever I was working and I was cool, moving you don't need it I mean okay so there were reasons anyway uh but um, I kind of funny. So, I I also I'm a part of the worship team at Photos, and so I was backstage, like just coming off the first set of worship, and Mike was back there getting ready to come out to speak. Mm. And as I'm like this passing, message. yeah, so as I'm like passing by him, like just coming off of like worshiping, he's like, Jeremy, he's like, I want you to know when we talk about when I talk about like you know attitudes or barriers to community, I'm calling you out. Like I'm talking to oh you. And he was like joking, but I was like, shoot. I looked at him. I was like. Oh, he said, I'm talking to you about your attendance to home group. And so Dang. I was like, Savage. I looked at him and I just said, you know, no excuses. You're right. Like I've, I got to step it Own up. It. And so, hey, the last two weeks I've been, I've been there, bro. Hey, I'm going. great job, dude. But anyway, so the idea of I don't need it, I don't really feel like I didn't need community. I just felt, I mean, I was busy. But I mean, I think yeah. before, you know what? I think I did think I didn't need it. You know, I don't, if I don't look into it, I think, oh, I'm just busy. But when it comes right. down to it, if I knew I needed community, which I do, then I would have found a way to be there now it's okay to miss you know home group or certain things i'm not saying it go every week but to be don't develop a, don't it. develop a pattern of yeah. like you know three weeks in a row I, I think it was four weeks whatever it was like that's a i shouldn't have let that happen you know so yeah um well again especially for men i think we can tend to tap into the like just super the practical logical hey i have to work I have exactly to, yeah. yeah or this has to get done like, get done. i don't know. technically you know, i could survive without community it's like okay technically you could survive without food for you know whatever it is 30 days but you don't want to do that and eventually yeah. you die um i was a little morbid but but you do need community is the point uh i love he's he has this amazing quote he says we were meant or actually maybe i wrote it down i'm not really sure mike you can correct me if you want but he says or it says <laughs> we were meant to live dependently upon god and interdependently with each other christianity is a community project hmm. I was like, dang. So dependent fire. on God, fire. Dependent on God, but interdependently with each other. And it kind of bleeds into the next one, but um, it's important also to realize that God created the church and sort of, like I said, sort of the larger community for each other. It wasn't just like that we were supposed to live together, but he created us for each other to help each other mm-hmm. by design. Yeah, I agree. Um, <clears throat> so, so first one was, I don't need it. Second one was, I don't want it kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, but I think it, it speaks to like a different attitude in our heart. Mm-hmm. I think the first one is one that kind of develops of out of like busyness and just doing life. I think I don't want it like stems from a different source. You yeah. Know? That one's interesting. Um, if you really pull that apart and like think about not wanting it, like that's just different. Like, um, I think of that as almost more of like, I don't want to say it's rebellious. Yeah, I was going to use the word like arrogance, but I think mm, yeah. the first one maybe was more arrogant. Th- this is, I think, rebellious. Yeah, like the idea of just like, eh, don't want it. Like, yeah. got my own things to worry about, you know? And well, it's discrediting to God's design mm-hmm. is what it is. Mm. And again, where it stems from is, I don't need it is sort of like a, almost like an ignorance, you know, but mm-hmm. I don't want it is saying, I know the benefits maybe mm. that it could bring, or I know that I should, but I don't want to. Mm-hmm. And that's a direct rebelling against God's design. 
and he says, but I, I like the point that he makes is that, um, you know, there, there's no point in putting on a mask, pretending to be someone you're not, or feeling bad about your own, your own shortcomings. Um, come to God with honesty. It's okay to say to God, mm. I don't want community, but can you teach me to want it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that could, again, that could go across a lot of different spectrums, but it's important to recognize if maybe if this is you, if you, if you recognize, I don't really want it. It's not that you don't need it. Maybe that's just an excuse that you don't want it, but just to recognize, okay, well, I need to face this and I need mm-hmm. to own up to this and then let God deal with it. So I'm thinking as you're talking, like, what about someone who's just like shy and to themselves? Like, um, mm. you know, I think of like that kind of person saying, oh, I don't want community. Like, I wouldn't really read that as like a rebellious, like, or, you know, maybe they just genuinely like don't want to be around people and they're like an introvert that's shy, you know, um, they still need community. They still need people in their life because there, there will be times, um, like when life is hard and life is low. And so I think to whatever like walk of life you come from, whatever you're doing, we all need it. And, um, if you are in a place of feeling like you don't want it, like, that that place in your heart like needs to change or adjust somehow you know Mm -hmm. well i I think it goes to show like there's no one format for community there's no like one size fits all kind of way to do it and it's also going to vary depending on the person maybe like for that example if someone's really shy or they just they're like really introverted or they really don't like people because they have issues a lot with a lot of people then find a different format Mm -hmm. if you don't want to go to you know, a group that has 10 people in it, find a group that has five people or maybe just call your own friends and build your own community and have them be accountable yeah. or, you know, be accountable to them. But, you know, it doesn't have to be like a, again, big church, small church, uh, big home group, small home group, big group of friends, small group of friends, find whatever works for you as long as it is a community. Yeah, I agree. Um, his last two points I'm going to lump together. Um, they're kind of similar, but number three was, what am I going to get out of it? And number four mm. was, it's just too hard. Yeah. And I think those kind of go hand in hand with the first two points. Um, yeah. But, and we, and we kind of already spoke to this, but what am I going to get out of it? Well, there's a lot you <laughs> can get out of it. Yeah. Um, and I, so I think it's just opening your mind to the possibility of, Hey, there's going to be good from this, this community I'm going to sow into, but also kind of recognizing it's going to be some work and going to require some sacrifice and, um, you know, investing. And again, we talked to those points, but, um, I, I like how Mike titled this four attitudes about yeah. community. Cause yeah. I think the attitude of what am I going to get out of it? And it's too hard. Plus the other two, like those are very, very, like we're all, you know, prone to those attitudes. And I think when you just look at them, like bluntly, like thinking like, Oh, if I, like, if I looked at this list and if I said, like, do I think, do I have the attitude of, oh, I don't want community? Like, no, I don't feel that way. But when I really get down to it, like, there might be parts of my mind and, like, my outlook on it that might be kind of along those lines of not wanting it, you know? So I think it's important to think it through. Yeah, and, and that attitude, too, if if you're going into it expecting that you're not going to get much out of out of it or that it's too hard or um, or that it should be easy... Uh, then you're it's not going to happen for you Mm -hmm. then like it got you're not going to be able to get what god wants for you out of it but if you go into it knowing that it's necessary and that's going to be hard it's going to be challenging you're going to have to force yourself to do uncomfortable things um that other people are going to challenge you and also help you and you have to make yourself available for help but that it's good then that attitude is a much more uh it's going to bring a lot more blessing in your Mm -hmm. life yeah 
Yeah. So let's touch on the, the last kind of section there. Um, because I, I mean, I love this, but a lot of it sort of gets re kind of, uh, stated in, in different ways. Um, one of the really cool analogies that Dave uses in this third part is he talks about the redwood trees and if you oh, know the yeah. redwoods, they're like the super, they're huge, but they're also very tall trees. They're like, I think they're the tallest species of trees they are like 300 feet or something. Um, they're up in the Bay area and they're very tall, but despite how tall and skinny they are, they have super shallow roots, mm-hmm. much more shallow than they really should be. If for example, I was to look at how a tree should be designed, but the way that it works is that they grow in groves or these little communities of trees. And then all the roots go out horizontally and they intertwine with one another. And because they're together and because they're uh, intertwined with one another, they don't have to be deep. Mm. And I think that's really important because um, again, we're only so effective on our own and imagine the, the redwood tree who's outside of the grove and then the storm comes or whatever it is and they don't have any roots mm-hmm. to intertwine with or kind of latch onto, then it's too late. Yeah. They, ha- they haven't built the community. They haven't been in the grove and you have to build the community before you need it. Yeah. It's good. Um, so when he, uh, gave that analogy i kind of just pictured that like if you've seen i don't know like i think planet of the apes or whatever there's like yeah, certain yeah. movies where um you kind of exactly. see a lot of the force or if you've been there in real life i've never been there so um but i, I picture like a group of these trees like knitted together and kind of just being close and like wrapped around each other's you know roots and if you picture that like it's kind of weird but that's that's cool to picture that and and saying that's how um, like our friendships and you know groups of people should look uh, today like it's a kind of a cool you know mm-hmm. thought to have in your head yeah i love that and dave says christian community is christians working together oh no that was my never mind christian community is having common interests identity and beliefs working and supporting one another to achieve shared priorities um and again I, but i think this sort of gives it a little perspective of like community isn't just about you Community is about achieving a shared vision, God's vision for bringing heaven to earth. Mm -hmm. And so instead of thinking about why community is good for you or why you should have community or be in a community, um, think about why the community needs you Mm -hmm. and what you can bring to the community. I like that a lot. It's good. Um, So Dave had three building blocks to community. Um, I'm going to read all three of them and then we can, I guess, as a lump sum, talk through them. Um, I mean, we've already touched on a lot of these, but... Um, so the first one was regular public church attendance. Second yep. was cultivating friendships. Shout out to cultivate. <laughs> and three was being involved in ministry. Um, the first one of having regular regular public church attendance. I like that he doesn't just say regular church church attendance, but regular public hmm. attendance. I like that because um, the internet. <laughs> the Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> no, not oh, at all. That's what I was thinking. If you want to steal my thunder, you can go ahead. Going. Sorry, I stole it totally. Um, now I'm lost. No, I like the I, I like that use of the word public because that's what it is. Like, <clears throat> part of community is kind of I don't I don't want to say declaring, but saying, "Hey, I'm a part a part of this group, <clears throat> and I'm a part of this you know team of people, and I want you all to know it." Basically, right? And so mm. when I'm not there, I want someone to call me out. I want mm, someone to recognize. Right. Like when Mike said, "Hey, Jeremy, you know you suck. Start coming to home group." Like that sucked that you know, I felt uh, he's right, but it's good. Like I should have people in my life that recognize when I'm not where I should be and they yeah. remind me and hold me accountable. And so the idea of public attendance, 
um, that's weekly. It's it's accountability, you know. Yeah, exactly. It builds the accountability so that when someone, so that when you're not there, they can text you mm-hmm. and they can say, "Hey, where are you?" Or they can mm-hmm. go to your house and drag you out of your bed. But I think it's important just to remember, like, uh, well, one of the other things, other things I liked about Dave, Dave's part of that was, um, he said, right. I mean, right now we're more disconnected as a society than ever before with the internet locationally, we're miles apart. Um, you know, we all work in very different places, different industries. So it's really easy to feel alone and it's really easy to, to be disconnected because that's, the easiest mm-hmm. kind of that's where we already are as a society. So even just coming together in person is so powerful because then you remember that you're not alone mm-hmm. and that you have people who believe the same way and think the same way. And I remember when I went to, so, you know, we went to foothills in high school and that was a Christian school. And then when, when I went to college and I started going to Grossmont, uh, I just, it was sort of like the stark contrast of just thinking it was so weird for the first time. Like, all these people don't believe the same things that I do Mm -hmm. and they don't think the same way and they don't know the same things. And, uh, and so when I went to San Diego Christian college and I transferred there after two years, it was so refreshing because then you're with people who are like you again. And Mm -hmm. then you knew that you already had this common interest with with one another. And if you're not publicly attending a church, it's very easy to lose that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, one thing Dave also said was friendships are cultivated. They don't just happen. Oh, and, yeah. um, that's true. I mean, I think for me to think about like friendships or really, really anything in life developing, like it's, we, we all want it to be quick and like, you know, today, but I mean, with a lot of things in life, we have to build it, but I mean, really friendships, like that's really true. Like it takes a, a while to kind of develop and cultivate it and it doesn't just yeah. happen. And we've talked about this a lot in this episode, but that's an important um, point to remember. Yeah, it definitely <coughs> doesn't happen overnight. It takes yeah. a lot of work. Um, and then, so the last point was being involved in ministry. Um, any points, Corey? I'm trying to look at my notes. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think it was cool. He just said, like, again, putting this in perspective, uh, going back to my last point of, like, community isn't as much as it is about you as it is the Mm -hmm. church and the community and what you bring to it. And I like that he said, church doesn't happen unless people are involved and ministry is a big part of that. Like serving, being a part of like those things literally don't happen unless you're the one that's doing it. And so, um, and I love what, in fact, when we were at home group, one of the things that, uh, Rihanna Chan, Jeremy Chan's wife was saying was she just kept thinking, well, if I don't do this, who will? Mm Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to remember too, in your community, in your church, if I'm not here, if I'm not doing this, who will? Yeah. If I'm not here to pray for this person, who will? If I'm not uh, there to serve this person or this kid, who will? Mm-hmm. Um, and that really, like no one would is the answer. You know what I mean? If mm-hmm. not you, then who? It's probably no one. Mm-hmm. So God's calling you to do it, do it. Yeah, agree. Um, will you want to wrap it up or any other? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think the, uh, it was important for me, I think, in a lot of ways, and God always has really funny timing, but uh, I feel like community, like, again, it's just one of those things that gets really overlooked mm-hmm. and can just become like this droning noise in the background that you forget about, but it really is a very important part, and to remember the bigger picture of it and how God uses community makes it a lot 
puts it in perspective for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, I think it um, was like a push <clears throat> and encouragement to like, remember that I need community and I need, you know, good people in my life. And, um, and also kind of just to look, look at my group of, of friends and, you know, who, like what makes up my life, what makes up my yeah. circle of, of people. And I think just kind of looking at that and, it's good because um, you might recognize some knuckleheads that need to get the boot. <laughs> you were almost on that list. Um, just playing. No, but it's it's good to like just think through like, hmm, like I have a lot of good friends. I have good people in my life that love me and that support me, and um, that's important to do. I think you know <clears throat> to recognize that. Yeah. And on, on a final point, you know, I've heard in a lot of secular sources that, uh, like they say, you are the the average of the sum of the five closest people around you. Um, in the same way, if your if your community is people who are not Christians, uh, like are you becoming the sum of them? You know what I mean. And community is a big part of uh, just assuring that you are the sum of five Christian strong people, and that you're letting them build you and influence you, and not the other way around. Um, but community is a big part of just ensuring and. Uh, keeping shout out to keep we got to give one we got to stop with the shout we got we yeah, really got to uh but you have to keep those relationships and keep that community and ensure that you're in the right group of mm-hmm. people all yeah. the time cool yeah um well let's conclude so um if you have not heard already we talked about this um we posted a video on facebook i think we mentioned it at the beginning of this episode not sure um but on our website we are um building like a favorites page so and what we mean by that is we're going to have a page on our website where we have a list of our favorite books, podcasts, websites, um, resources, apps, nonprofits, ministries, products, you name it. Um, so that being said, we want to build this list. So um, if you have any, you know, favorite um any favorite books or podcasts or whatever it may be, specifically nonprofits and ministries, please feel free to send them our way via email. I almost said text, but no email. Maybe not, uh, t- not by text. <laughs> through uh, Facebook Messenger, um, Instagram, DMs, slide in those DMs. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So the idea is that it's just cultivateandkeep.com slash favorites. And it's a, just a curated kind of hand-selected list by us. Um, and specifically right now, we're looking for nonprofits and ministries to feature. And we're going to feature them on the podcast as well. So uh, let us know what you recommend. Cool. Um, well, guys, thanks for listening. If you liked this, which I hope you did, please leave a uh, six-star review. Six. Not some lame five-star. Six <laughs> six stars. Just playing. Um, actually, I'm not. Um, Once we're on iTunes. We're getting on iTunes oh, yeah. very soon. We're still working on that. But by the time this comes out, and we may be on By the time this comes out. By the time um, we're listening to this, probably. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, do that. If you have any questions or feedback, please reach out to us. Um, share this video. Or, sorry, share this podcast recording hey. facebook twitter instagram um and yeah help get the word out there that's kind of one thing we've been talking about is you know the idea of of cultivating keep is to get this in people's ears and to help yep. you know spread the word and help encourage people so you can help by sharing so tell a friend send the text do what you got to do and that would mean a lot to us that would all right thanks again cue that music boom no you can't you can't make any noises on un- uh, okay here we go right now <laughs>